0: Jeremy, thanks so much for coming. Um, Thank you. Great to have you here. And uh, Scale Venture Partners is a great firm. Um, yes, no- I, I agree. I've stuck around
1: <laughs> for three and a half, four years. So uh, I totally would testify yeah. to that.
0: Yeah. They make some great investments and great, great investors. Um, so I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about what you like to invest in at Scale.
1: Yeah, so I mean, scale is broadly focused in the business software world. I personally spend a lot of my time at the application side. More specifically, I spend time in vertical software, so looked at construction and trucking. I've spent time in the world of AI applications, and I've spent some time in the world of frontier tech, like drones and autonomous vehicles.
0: Okay. And uh, what's your, what do you think's wrong with banking a, a, as it is at the moment, and what would you like to see change?
1: Well, I think I just start with the premise that, you know, 50, I think, banking kind of approval rates of their customers is one of the lowest of any industry in <laughs> possible. So you say, well, if the customers aren't happy, why aren't they happy? So they're not happy because the fees that they're earning on their deposits aren't high. The fees that the banks are charging them unfairly and not through in a transparent manner are disappointing. And I think kind of my generation, the younger generation says to themselves, do I need a bank or can I bundle a bunch of services provided by third-party fintech providers to create the banking experience. I mean, I'm not walking into a bank branch. Why do I support the idea of a branch if I can just get, you know, a lending solution through one product or a cryptocurrency solution through a different product or foreign exchange services through a third? So I'm saying to myself, the value of the bank as an integrated full stack is less than the, is not what I want. I want the value of the individual services.
0: I agree. And um, what's your wish list for the future? How would
1: you like it to look like in the future? I mean, for me, I just start with the premise that I want to know what's going on with my accounts, and transparency is super important to me. So I've spent some time recently looking into the world of chatbots and voice and how that's being used in the banking system. So I want, I mean, Bank of America just released a product, Erica, that has a million users just in 2018. And I like the idea of being able to query in natural language and voice. I don't want to call a customer service agent and ask if my check cashed. I don't want to ask why something was delayed. I just want the answer in front of me. And if voice and speech and kind of conversational interfaces can provide that, I'm all ears and I'm looking for that. To be very honest, no offense to Bank of America, I don't think Erica is a great product. So as an investor, I've been spending the last couple of months saying, are there startups that can provide this as a service to banks?
0: Yeah, that that would be much much more efficient, I think. Yeah, yes. and yes. you know the worst thing is when you open a bank account because yes. I just um, closed down my corporation last year and opened a new one, yeah. and every check that came into my Chase account they froze my account every time. And mm-hmm. it, and right. then and, they told me it was because it was a new account. And,
1: and and also I think it's not only because it's a new account, it's because your bank isn't com- comfortable understanding your identity. So one of the things that we've said is, we, we actually invested in software to help banks manage identity. Because oh. if banks are more comfortable knowing who you are, yeah. right when you're gonna open an account, well then they can automatically let these services happen. So we actually invested in a company called SoCure, who is saying rather than each bank build out a fraud model and an identity model, can a third-party service provide that?
0: Had the uh, founder of Sokyo come in oh, last oh, last was, year or the year before, two thousand and seventeen? Cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, well,
1: we, yeah. We like him, and clearly, That's clearly, we like the product because yeah. we made an investment in January. That's, great. That's
0: really great. Um, yeah, so definitely, they could clean up their acts. Yeah. And uh, thank you very much for that feedback. I think this is going to be a fascinating panel. Thanks so yeah. much for coming.
1: Appreciate it. Thank you. Okay.
0: Welcome, Steve. Great to see you again. And uh, congratulations on all the success tokens having. It's fantastic. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about what you, what's happening for you
1: guys?
2: Uh, sure. We're uh, focused on open banking and moving the banks to open up their APIs and make life better for application developers and uh, normal consumers as well as businesses so that they can access their banking services much easier than they can today.
0: And um, how, how have you found the banks? Are they receptive to this or have you had a pushback? Uh,
2: well, they're, uh, the banks we're focused on are uh, in Europe and they're required by law to open up their APIs. So they're sort of dragging their feet and some of them are dragging their feet and opening up their APIs. Others are trying to uh, do a, 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 a good job and trying to use that as competitive advantage. And actually, that's that's actually a very bad idea because the APIs really should be table stakes for a bank. It's like uh, you don't differentiate yourself because your web server is better or different than someone else's web server. And that's, in fact, what we're seeing, that Uh, banks are now saying, oh, well, our API is better than their (laughs) API. And that just makes no sense. Right.
0: So tell me, what's your personal uh, vision about what the problems are in banking today?
2: Uh, Standardization, basically. Uh, Opening up uh, banks and having to deal with a couple of hundred different APIs, all of which have different calling patterns, return different results, handle consent management in a different way, have bad to really bad authorization and authentication. Um, It just is a real mess. And uh, when I tell people outside of my business uh, what's going on, they thought, oh, open banking, they're all going to be on the same API. And it's nothing even close to that. It would be like uh, being in the U.S. and you have to plug in a, um, uh, 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 your computer, for example, and every plug is different.
0: different. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. And um, what's your vision or your wish list for the future for banking?
2: is the, uh, the call being uh, uh, adopting a single uh, commercial API, basically, that uh, that this stuff should be off the, they should get it off the shelf and it's, it should support a, a standardized uh, API to the bank in much the same way that developers, when they write they write to Windows, it's a standard operating system. They'll write to iOS, it's a standard operating system. They write to Android, standard operating system. There should be maybe one or two uh, APIs that they have to write to, uh, but no more than that. All
0: right, well, um, it, it surely would be good if there was more consistency, that's for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, I'm really looking forward to the panel tonight. I think it should be really interesting. And thanks again for coming. Sure, my pleasure. Okay. Welcome, Ram, thank you so much for coming. I'm so looking forward to this panel tonight. I think it's gonna be brilliant. Um, I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about Ernan and what yeah. do
3: you guys do. Yeah, sure. Um, So, we have an app that actually helps people keep track of their earnings in real time. And so as they work, they can see how much they've earned. And then if they want access to that money, they can cash out so they don't have to wait till payday. And when you cash out, the money is available instantly in your bank account. (coughs) Um, (laughs) So if you have a bill due and it's not yet Friday, it's not yet payday, you don't have to take the late fee on the bill anymore um, you don't have to put it on your car to get an overdraft fee. You just access your pay, and then you um, can move on with your, with your life and not have to worry about these really expensive products. Wow. And I think the other piece that's really interesting is that we actually don't charge any fees or interest for this at all. Um, it's completely supported by voluntary payments from the community. So it's a community-supported product. Wow. Um, and so it, it's got this feeling of a community of people coming together to help each other stay out of bad financial products.
0: That's brilliant. It sounds fantastic. And hopefully the way things will go in the future <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. um, to be part of the community instead of uh, incumbents that stand over us.
3: <laughs> yeah, so I think it's really interesting that this whole concept of like a periodic pay cycle is only a few centuries old. Prior to that, everybody used to be paid every day. And it was around the industrial revolution that companies started paying people with the delay. Uh-huh. And that just shows you how the balance of power has shifted. As an individual, I'd rather get paid before I work. A company would rather pay people after they work. The fact that we've all accepted that we should get paid two weeks after we work just shows you how much we've accepted that companies are far more important and powerful than individual people.
0: What an incredible insight, yes, it's true. Tell me, um, what's your, what do you see at the moment in the banking industry um, that, where there's problems and what needs to be changed? Apart from that. that one
3: you just already Yeah, I mean, so, so yeah. the one about the periodic pay cycles is not so much like a banking industry thing. I say that's more like financial services, yes. but it's come up from the way companies run payroll, and so that's like a different part of it. I think within the banking area, you find that um, not all banks, but some banks, and you see this particularly with like overdraft fees, where the overdraft fees are really high. Um, They don't need to be that high, but they're high, and then banks have kind of got used to that profit. And quite often, um, it's the profit from the overdraft fees that subsidize the free checking accounts for others. And so in some ways, Uh, financial system has become a really efficient way to create inequality. I mean, the financial system helps the people who have lots of money, and then exploits those who don't. It's a very two-faced financial system. Um, And so I think it'll be interesting to see how the resources of the few who control everything, battle the sheer number of the people who are on the have not side. And like, you kind of see some of that tussle in banking, but I think the bankers also realise that in the long run, you have to keep your customers happy. You can't only be exploiting your customers, and so you are beginning to see banks adapt to that as well.
0: <laughs> we hope. <laughs> <laughs> and um, what's your wish list or vision for the future in banking? What What would you like to see happen?
3: Um, so I think that today there's like a lot of, barriers and protections in banking um, that make it tough for new things to come about. Um, examples are, as a bank, you have privileged access to lower cost deposits. As a bank, you have um, privileged access to the payment rails, whether it's Visa, MasterCard, or um, ACH. Um, there's no data mobility. Um, and we've been talking a lot about data access and that's still being debated, but at some point you're going to actually get to where it's not just data access, but you have like a full suite of APIs where it's not just the ability to read, but the ability to write as well. I think when you get to that, then there's much more competition and competition is good for consumer, but the industry doesn't always like competition. So there's, at this point, there's lots of like structures to protect the incumbents against competition, but hopefully over time um, that gets broken down.
0: Yes, and hopefully the fintech community will help with that Mm
3: -hmm.
0: (laughs) because, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, you can't stop innovation, really. Mm -hmm. Thank goodness. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Look, thanks so much for coming. I really appreciate it. And I think it's going to be a great panel. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Okay. Thanks so much for coming, Addy. It's lovely to meet you and um, would really love to hear a bit more
4: about VARO Money. So, Money is a challenger bank. Uh, it's an all-mobile challenger bank um, that is trying to build a better bank that has the customer in mind.
0: And what's a challenger bank? To ex- excuse me.
4: So it's basically a fintech that's trying to build a real bank okay. um, that will be FDIC insured, that will have the OCC as the regulator. Uh, that will be like any other national bank. And uh, do you find that you get, um,
0: you know, feedback from the incumbents, the big banks?
4: Yes, we do. <laughs> Is it good feedback? <laughs> um, so I think it's a component. I don't think the big banks uh, are really too worried or anything like that. A threat. Yeah, yeah, we're not a threat. Yeah. Um, and we we did get a little bit of feedback from uh, smaller community banks that we're kind of like we're encroaching on their oh. territory a little bit.
0: <laughs> because I think in that world it's like to do with money and I guess it's a little bit more territorial, right?
4: Yeah, <laughs> a little bit, though I think there is plenty of fish in the water <laughs> and there's room for everybody. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so tell me, what you what do you personally think needs to change in the banking world um,
4: I think it needs to be more about the customer and less about the bank uh, and that's how we think about it at VARO. Right. Um, it needs to be about the customer use cases and the customer problems and helping the customer make better financial decisions and have the be- better financial tools will help the customer and will help the bank.
0: Yes, I agree. I think much better focus on the customer. and. Um and n- not so much focus on too big to fail, because right. they do. <laughs> right. And we have to prop them up <laughs> all over the world. Um, so tell me, um, what's your vision of the future as, f- as regards banking? And, you know, that could be just a wish list as well. What would you like to see?
4: I'd like to see a bank that um, has completely personalised uh, features and products, Um, that has insights that are personalized from my position, um, that can help me grow from wherever I am, uh, on the financial ladder, um, that, um, can help kids learn how to manage money better and can help, uh, young adults, uh, learn how to manage bigger money better, um, and help people kind of grow with them basically, um, through the Through their lives, um, I like to see banks that are uh, basically without uh, without well, I'm kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm going to say what Varro is kind of like. What's yes. the vision for Varro? It's a bank without fees, right It's a bank that is basically putting the customer in the middle, um, and basically, if the customer is successful, we will be successful. It's a bank without brick and mortar. Locations, uh, v- much fewer employees, so the cost structure is more reasonable. Yes. It's a bank that's based on cutting-edge technology and not a 150-year-old <laughs> stack. Yes. Um, and it's a bank that is basically building building uh, features and products for you. So you know, half of the population cannot afford a $400 emergency expense, how do we help them get there, right? Uh, half of the population is underbanked or unbanked. Yeah. Um, the, a lot of them cannot get a credit card or any any sort of credit. Yes. How do we help them yeah. get out of their situation yeah. and help, you know, equ- equilibrium is kind of like, the, the inequality is so vast, mm-hmm. making it just a little bit less yeah will be great. Thank you.
0: Really great. It sounds like really good changes and Varamani sounds fantastic. Thank you so much. And I think this will be such an interesting panel tonight.
4: I'm excited for it.